audio yeah. check. Can I get audio from Andrew, please? Can I get a hi, uh... Okay, can I get a hi-ya from Austin? Hi-ya! Can I get a hi-ya from Cindy? Hi-ya-ya! Mom, say something. Huh? <laughs> Alright, hey, what's up, you guys? It's the siblings you wish you had. And today, I'm your host, Alan. And today with me, I have Judy. I'm what's Judy. Up? Uh, what's uh, up? <laughs> We have Cindy. Hi. We got Andrew. Well, my name is Andrew. I like to burp. Oh, okay. He likes to burp. <laughs> and yeah, today we, we have special guests with us today. Austin. Hi. Who is this man? Not, not a sibling. Who is this guy? I'm a sibling by law. Brother-in-law. Did I Cindy's hear law? Husband. You heard law, yeah. Cindy's husband. You want me to share a little bit about myself? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Tell us about yourself. Uh, let's see. I'm a formulation chemist. I work in a lab making personal care I do chemistry. products. Yeah, I do chemistry. <laughs> Are you Walter uh, White? Not Walter White. Maybe oh, someday. Oh, really oh. <laughs> oh he's putting it out there. Uh, let's see. I'm a gamer. I mean, kind of antisocial but i took a speech class in college so i'm pretty confident i'm gonna nail this podcast thing so whatever you got what you get did you get a plus in the speech class yeah, yeah. I, th I think i got an a minus i'll be humble it's a, it a humble a minus not an okay. a <laughs> like a 91 it's like a 92 92 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah a humble 92 yeah yeah all right, so Austin, how did how did you feel when you heard that we were gonna start a podcast just the four of us of us as siblings? Um, well, I don't know. It's it's fine to like do this sort of thing. It's definitely fun to do. It's just I feel weird about it because I struggle with certain types oh. of like I I don't know if I'd call it like imposter syndrome, but I feel like I don't think the things that I say matter as much as the next person so in, in some ways i'm like why do why is what i say more important and if i record it and try to make content like that i feel like i'm putting it on a pedestal like hey you need to listen to me because what i have to say is important so it, it makes me feel weird putting myself out there in that way because i i don't think of myself like that so i don't know it, it just feels weird if that makes sense you are important austin your words matter Everyone words. Well, of course, you can say that. It's just that's a that's like a personal struggle that I have. Um, okay. So when I saw you guys doing this, I was like, "That's tough. It's it's hard. It's hard for me to put myself out there like that." So I don't know. I guess I commend you guys for wanting to do something like this because it's hard to to do this kind of thing. I think. Thank you. Thoughts? Do you guys agree? Definitely. Is this, is definitely this hard? Agree definitely valid much like austin i had some like 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 why are we doing this you know like why are we doing these thoughts like what are our words like how do they have how do they hold any weight to like what people want to hear you know like we we're just talking about our lives and how our sibling dynamic is like you know how how much tighter and closer as, as a bond we have as siblings but like to put yourself out there and really say like what's on your mind it's like it's a hard thing to do and like not many people would like listen to you like just for that you know like 
I don't know, much like Austin said, like putting your words on a pedestal, um, you know, you might not be as interesting as the person speaking next, you know, like, so it's always, always been a problem for me too. When I did forensics, it's like, so when I did forensics, I did impromptu and it's like, okay, I just had to come up with a bunch of words and like, just create a story, but like an actual conversation, like it's hard to just keep up, you know, because people are always talking about politics or whatever. And like, I myself not as educated and like into that, but like in normal daily conversation, I just find it hard to like keep up if anyone can relate to that. I don't know. I don't know. For me, I don't see it the same way you guys do, like trying to put our words on a pedestal. Like, I think we just have interesting conversations to me. I could also just probably be that I don't have too many conversations. So, uh, I also like living in the past. So, like, rehearing conversations, like, it's just enjoyable to me. So, I mean, oh, I can't. Oh, sorry. Oh. Go ahead. Okay. You had enough to say. I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I was going to say, I agree with you guys. Like, it's kind of like. You don't want to feel like you're better than everyone and try to, like, say your opinion, I guess. I, I don't know if that's what you're trying to say, but, like, that's kind of what I'm getting from it. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's yeah, talking to me or Alan? To, like, Andrew, you and Andrew. Like, you're saying, like, yeah. I don't think it's so much my opinion. I think it's just, like, a me thing. Because for me, it just gets my, it gets, it just gets to my head, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I this is a slightly different because it's like you guys are together doing this. You're kind of talking amongst yourselves and mm -hmm. you're going to have fun doing it regardless of who's listening yeah. or if anyone's trying to like extrapolate some yeah. deeper meaning from your conversations. It's just cool to have around for you guys to listen to each other and like listen back on it when you listen to it in the future. But I guess I'm a little bit jaded because when I was... 18 i tried to start like a youtube channel and it was just me it was like a solo project and i was making my own editing my own videos and like doing the content totally on my own and i just remember like one moment getting i kind of like walked into someone essentially like ridiculing my my work like just making fun of it and i i was i told them like that's kind of upsetting to me i didn't i don't really like that you're saying that and then they like doubled down on it and it just crushed all my my like confidence speaking to an audience if I would ever want to make content like that. So I think this is slightly different in that regard. It's not like the same thing. I'm just a little yeah. jaded from the past. So, uh, so it's PTSD. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> I don't know. How I think about it is like the reason why that I like to like, I guess like get, get our words out or whatever like our opinions to other people is like because i feel like somewhere someone somewhere out there is going to relate to us or like find comfort in us and that's like all i ever wanted to be successful in something i don't know so so i saw a clip i know this, this sounds cringy but like i saw a clip from ludwig talking about how like ludwig. people people from other like like ethnicities and like culture groups like come onto a social platform and they have that group of people already like supporting them where it's like almost already like a family like you're always being supported by that group of people so i feel like in a way like that's kind of what you're saying yeah that's that's basically what i'm trying yeah, to say like, but in better words yeah i don't know what about you cindy any thoughts i was thinking about this a lot like yesterday like how you said um like how different eth ethnicities 
already have like that support group surrounding them so like growing up where we grew up where there's like just no diversity at all and i was just like sitting like eating with austin the other day at five guys and i just watched as like people the customers come in and there's just like no diversity at all and i'm just like that's because you're eating out of five guys. <laughs> I, I What's wrong with like, five guys? Like, What's wrong no. with five guys? <laughs> yeah, What's wrong with five guys? Come on. But like, connected to like the podcast stuff, like, um, gather my thoughts here. Always like growing up, we didn't really have people to talk to or like to talk to anybody about like kind of like what goes on in like our family background and like our family culture or anything. It's always just like kind of been in between us. And people are like, oh, well, just go like talk to somebody, like talk to a therapist or like, and like my, my fear was always like, they would not understand kind of like what we're going yes, through. Yes. It's like yeah. starting this podcast. It's just kind of like, well, let's see, like, maybe, like, maybe it's just not us experiencing all these things, like, in our Asian family, and, like, I don't know, do you get what I'm trying to say? I can't You're trying, really to, say, yeah. you're trying like, to say, like, hopefully someone out there can relate to us and, like, yeah. has gone through things that we have experienced and gone through, and it's, like, not us just going through all this, like, that, this, like, not saying all of our, like, experiences is traumatic, but, like, our traumatic and all that good stuff and all, like, the funny things that we get to experience in life, basically. The good, bad, and, and the bad. In the good, bad, and yeah. ugly. I think Cindy's statement is what I was trying to get across. Like, yeah. So, like, whenever I try to hold up a conversation, like, whatever we experienced in the past isn't like what everybody else has experienced, you know? So, if like I talked about something that happened in my childhood and like something that we did as a family growing up, they probably wouldn't understand that but like i guess to grow as a person and this podcast is just really helping me open up and just like talk more and just like understand and grow and like in terms of conversation therapy and all that and so it's nice to like think or not nice to think but nice to know that there are people out there too as well that could relate to us it's just a nice feeling and it's nice to talk to you guys so <laughs> he's always so wholesome <laughs> Also, so wholesome. Yeah, I feel like, like even though, like Andrew said, um, other people can't relate to us. It's nice to like talk about our experiences and let other people know what we're experiencing and how like different things are with our family. Sorry. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. I guess to kind of add to that, like, I was wondering because Austin's like kind of like I guess the outsider here, like. Like, how do you feel about, like, our sibling dynamic? Like, is, do, you, do you find it weird how close we are sometimes? Or, like, like just mm. being someone on the outside, not, like, hanging out with us 24-7? Yeah, I mean, compared to what I'm used to, I would say you're pretty close. It's not that I don't see siblings that are as close as you guys. I mean, I've seen a couple. It's just where? not <laughs> as common. Yeah, where? Yeah, where People growing right up. Now. I'm gonna like, fight him. <laughs> typically, it's like to like I, I know a couple kids um one's my age and his little brother's two years younger and it's just two boys there's no other siblings so you could see how like they would be tight like that um that's it's a rare occurrence like it's not it's not common that you have like four siblings that are all really close together especially such a wide range of ages so yeah it's it's pretty unique i would say 
especially in America. America. Let's go, guys. We're special, guys. That's what he just said. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it's also like talking about the like the fact that like what makes us like so different. Everyone else, like growing up, like, uh, everyone like all of our friends, like oh, I'm going to sleep over at this person's house like this weekend, and like us <laughs> being from an Asian household, like we're never allowed to leave the house, so like we don't really get to experience like that connection outside of. Of like the household, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but like, why? Why do you think that we weren't allowed to do that? It's mom's parenting style, to be honest, because <laughs> traditional Chinese values, yeah. obviously. Like, you leave the house and you're in American culture, and then you oh, go home and you're dang. in Chinese culture. And so you have, it. yeah, your mom's saying, "Stay home, spend time with your family. Yeah. This is what's important to you." <laughs> Sheltering, but like, yeah, I feel like. One side it's that, and then the other side is just protecting us. And like, she's always like, "I don't want you guys to like bother other people," because <laughs> she always says that. Which is like, I understand because it's like hard to take care of kids, especially if like they're not yours. And then you're, she's always like, "What if you get into trouble?" And then the other parents like, "Oh my gosh, I did something wrong," and blah 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 blah. So yeah, it's hard. Like sometimes you understand why our families like this way like the culture and everything but then the other side you see like the, the american side you know like different sides and everything so true so true <laughs> so i guess to like kind of transition our way to the actual topic of this podcast which is relationships uh does anyone have any like feelings on like how like us not being able to go out and hang out with friends and like developing like i guess like relationship boundaries like with like obviously not just like relationship relationships but like also like friendship relationships like do you think like somehow like growing up in an asian household that's affected like you in a way like just growing up in american culture and then coming back to a chinese household because i know like kind of oh go ahead i can kind of go off of that i don't know i feel like the only place that we can make make friends was at school, and that's kind of an American society type of thing. <laughs> and not like school's just for Americans. Oh. <laughs> but, like, but, like, but like when we go to school, that's like when we have to speak English and everything is like where we kind of like how do I say this? In like I don't know, like the, like the melting Conform- water, like what people call it. Conforming to society, yeah. Assimilation, so, like, no. <laughs> When we're at school, that's, like, the only place we get to make friends and everything. But, like, even after school, it's hard to make friends because, like, um, we already talked about, we're not really allowed to do anything besides go to school, come home, and just do homework. <laughs> like, yeah, it wasn't man. until high school we, we got to join clubs and everything. And even then, we just had to join the club and then just go home. Yeah, I remember. It took me a while to, like, even convince mom to let me play basketball. Like, I think me and Alan, like, tried to do sports. Um, this was a huge thing with our uh, parents. Uh, I don't know why. I guess it was just, like, a time thing, though, because they were always working, and we couldn't really make it yeah. to practices. But, like, even at a young age, when, like, I wanted to try, like, basketball or something, it took it was just a lot for them. I think they just wanted us to focus more on like studies and stuff. 
academics versus yeah. like extracurricular stuff. Yeah. Sick. Stop wasting line. your time doing this stuff when you could be studying yeah. and being smarter. I don't want to go. I don't know, man. I was just trying to go over to my friend's house, you know, play oh. some Wii, <laughs> do some know. Wii sports. I don't know. <laughs> Anyone else have any thoughts about how, like, that's, like, affected how we are as people or, like, how it's affected your growth? Because, like, I feel like for me, at least, like, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that, like, I feel like we didn't learn how to, like, make plans with people, how to, like, like, hey, like just hanging out with people in general, like you said. Like, I can only remember, like, maybe two or three times in high school where, like, I actually got to plan something with my friends and go do it. And even then, that was, like, behind mom and dad's back. So, like, hey, like... <laughs> Like, I I don't know, like, I just, it's hard to develop as, like, as you grow older and, like, you want to do all this stuff, like, build, like, building your relationships, and it's just hard when we're not not allowed to go out and stuff. Add to that, because, like, oh, gosh, I just lost it. I kind of thought, oh, never mind, okay, go ahead. (laughs) It's just, like. Just because we grew up the way that, like, mom taught us, like, oh, don't, like, go over, to- we don't want to go over to other people's house because you're going to bother them. So, like, when you grow up, I think that mentality still sticks with you in your head. So when you're trying to hang out with your friends, like, constantly in the back of your mind, you're thinking, like, oh, well, like, I don't want to bother them. So, like, that kind of also, like, makes it hard. Just because that that voice in your head is just, like, always in the back of your mind. Yeah. What about you, Austin? Do you have any? any How do you compare to this, Austin? Yeah, <laughs> because I feel like uh, from what I what you've told us, like it seems like you got to do basically whatever you wanted to do, like as a kid. Yeah, pretty much from like eleven, twelve on, I was doing whatever I wanted. So, Stay you... at my friend's house for like a week. Oh. Like, it didn't matter. <laughs> do you feel like that's like helped you like become like an adult? Yeah, definitely. It's give it's helped me learn like how to make those decisions on my own uh i think from my perspective i don't know about you guys but when you're younger and you have less responsibility i had the time to like do all that extra socializing and get that kind of i wouldn't say like out of my system but you know i i, I didn't grow tired of it either but i'm i've I don't know the words yeah. that I'm looking for, but basically, like by the time I reached the age where I had to start being more responsible, I was like, "Oh, I can budget my friend time and my responsible time." I wasn't because I imagine if you're if you're not allowed to ever go out when you're yeah. eighteen, nineteen, twenty, <laughs> and it's like you're in college and suddenly you're freedom and you yeah. just want to party because you're like, "I have not been able to party ever." Like to me, I got to college and I'm just like. I have done that. I've done like done. five years of partying. I'm good. Like I don't need to do that. I can actually study and not feel like I'm missing out on something. I want to yep. go off of that a little bit, like, um, like Austin said, since we were since we were little, we weren't allowed to do certain type of things because we were more allowed. So when we when I did go to college and I have all this like pent up like oh I never got to do shit like I never got to go to parties or anything like that. So when I got to college, I was still like for the first couple of years, I was like, Oh, I have to study and pick my major, blah blah blah. And I was like hella sad and like depressed the first couple of years because I'm like, I don't want to do with my life. I just have to study and do nothing. I don't ha- like I didn't know how to make friends, like even in college, because I didn't know how to because 
all I ever did was just focus on academics. So when I went to college and then I started to like realize like, damn, this doesn't really matter. And I was like, I'm going to go party and do shit now. And I'm like, holy shit. I don't know. I feel like Andrew and Cindy can kind of go off of that because they, I, I didn't really party that much, but like, I feel like they could kind of go off of that. Yeah, the two party animals down there. Party yeah. animals down there. Such a party animal. Do you guys like feel like that? Is Do you think that's the reason why or you guys want to go do that in college or do you think that's just like a normal college thing? I think it's like, <laughs> well, I was like the first to leave the house. So obviously like the yeah. oldest I have had like the law laid down on me because I'm like the first child and you got to make sure that they don't fuck up with the first kid. So like True. everything was like just really like expectations were really high for me. So when I went to college and then like I've never been away from my family or we never go gone over to a friend's house. So like going to college for me was like a huge, like, like huge change. Like I just got freedom, like released from jail. Slapped slapped in the face with like, okay, like I need to learn how to manage their time and like learn how to make friends but also managing school and then figuring out school mom and dad didn't know anything about college so i have to figure everything about college so i have to figure out my academics figure out my relationships and kind of just like figure out everything you know so Mm -hmm. it was all like so overwhelming and i think what helped me with that like at times like i would so (laughs) in my freshman year i had a roommate that would always go out and like party and i was like how can she like do that every single night? Like I'm like in my dorm just studying, and then just like one night she was just like, "You sh- you just need you just you just need to let go, like come out and have fun." And then like I was like, like "You know what? I, you're right." Let's I was like, go. "Fuck it, let's go." <laughs> and then after that, like maybe like she took it a bit like too extreme, but also like opened my eyes up. Like okay, you need to like let loose a little bit but also still focus on academics and stuff but like after kind of like after that and like you know what i ju- i should really like just like go out and like have fun yeah i feel like once oh. you see it like the extremes of both sides you <laughs> kind of understand everything because we've seen like oh the, the strict studying and then you saw the, the oh extreme that's party. too much <laughs> yeah. like oh i kind of have to find a middle ground to that that's how we learn and grow as people yeah, 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 yeah. Do you have anything to add to that, Andrew? Party boy, party boy. Yeah, definitely going from like restriction and then going to like freedom. You have a lot of time to manage. Is what I've like. I've quote unquote so much free time, but like I have to manage like that free time into like studying, social socializing, like and just like taking care of myself, which is nice, I guess. Um, but yeah, really at home, <laughs> you shouldn't mm-hmm. fucking do anything. Uh, yeah. It's nice. Um, definitely, like Cindy, I was lucky enough to have, like, in my first year of college, I was lucky enough to have, like, four other roommates. And so parties were always just, like, at my dorm, which was nice sometimes. But obviously, when you're, like, studying and just trying to get your academics done, it's not so fun. Um, but I had a place to go, so I could always just get away from it when I needed to. Um, definitely, I don't know, as Austin said, getting it out of your system, maybe. Um, it's still there. I just don't 
like I've experienced it. I know what it is, and I'm like kind of like done with it now. I don't know, like not done for like ever, obviously, but like I know what it is. <laughs> I know what it is. I know, like. Well, now you're smarter about there. when yeah, to party. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, um, that's kind of my experience with it. Um, mm-hmm. Also, I don't know, like growing up with like technology too, you just like see so much and like know so much of like what is also going around on around you. And so, like, you you experience it, but then you can also just see it online, and that's okay for me, I guess. It's there if I if I want to go do stuff, and it's just my choice now. So I guess that's college, just free time and your own decisions. So definitely helps with developing relationships. Yeah. Really Another th- oh. No, go ahead. No, 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 no. That's okay. You can go. No, no, you can go. Actually, no, go. You can go. I was, I was gonna say another thing that that kind of everything that I talked about so far reminded me of is like how good we were at sneaking around and like doing things behind our parents' back because we. Were like, we though? I mean, kind of. Uh, remember, remember when you went to the concerts and stuff, and you're just like, "I'm going here to do this that was stuff." Just a blatant lie, though. <laughs> That's sneaking around. And then... We found out, though. I mean, you eventually, yeah. But, like, we tr- at least we tried, you know? We live and we uh, Moms always... Moms always know. They know, guys. Don't try to sneak around your moms. They know. Your mom. I don't know. I feel like it kind of helped us to kind of, like, hide things from our parents, which is good and bad at the same time. But I feel like th- throughout the years, we've grown to, like, talk to, like, mom and dad more about things. And, like, just communicate. I mean, like, I feel like when we were little, even Alan had to, like, sneak around his girlfriend. <laughs> Ayo. But, they, Ayo. but, like, we're, they never know. But, like, now they think back on it, like, you're dumb. Obviously. You're dumb. <laughs> I will say this. Communication was definitely hard when we were children, I bet. Because mom was always just on our case about, like, doing this and this. And, like, this is how you have to do it. But and we had like no other say in it, and so it was hard to communicate, like growing up with our parents because they were just like, "Well, there's no other way." I've experienced, I've lived so this many more decades than you, so there's just no other way to do it. And I'm like, "Um, okay." <laughs> so you just sit there and listen and just do whatever. In my opinion, I don't know about you guys, but so does anyone think that that's like? affected like their communication skills in like relationships one thousand (laughs) percent i mean i feel like it kind of like affected it in a good way and a bad way because i feel like it's i feel like in our in a relationship it's more important for me to talk about things because i didn't have that when i was younger so i realized um how to do that more openly with my partner so I think that's like the biggest part of a relationship. Let's just make this clear: everyone is taken except for me. I'm the only one single. That's why I'm hosting. Single. Single. Single, ladies. Hey, he's single, ladies. Come here. <laughs> There's reasons why I'm single. Oh, doesn't want to be. But anyway. anybody else have wanna, anything add to add on? Oh, I was saying. Like, communication has always been a problem for me in relationships. 
And I guess, like, I didn't really connect it. I mean, I guess I kind of did, like, connect it to, like, how we were raised. So, like, as Austin, Austin will find that when we... <laughs> Why are you making that face? <laughs> as Austin will find when we, like, need to talk about stuff, it's, like, really hard for me to talk about my feelings because growing up and, like, mom's, like, mad at us or, like, trying to talk to us something, she just kind of yell at us. And my, my, like, response is, just don't say anything and just kind of sit there and just take it. Yeah. So when Austin tries to talk to me about stuff, it's just like. She says talk, but we're, uh, we're like literally all I want is one word, just a single word. <laughs> and like, I can't even get that. I just shut down and it's like really something I'm really trying to like hard to work on, like still like to this day, but it's just so hard yeah. because it's been kind it's of like so how hard. we grew up. Yeah. So then, if you guys, you, you talked about having, you know, your planned, essentially like your planned life up until you had your freedom in college. And some of you actually dated in high school. So, at what point did you know you were ready for a relationship? And how did you, how did you get that? Like, how did you work around that? I don't know. It just felt like freedom to me. Like, be in a relationship? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was gravitating towards like freedom, Ooh. I guess. A lot when my in my like first actual relationship, it was a lot of sneaking behind like your parents' back bad, and just yeah. going to do whatever. And so, yeah, in a way, it felt like a release of like communication and all that. So for me, I was ready for a relationship just to be like released from like my thoughts and feelings from home, but that too. That's just me. For, for me, I feel like I knew that I was ready for a relationship, relationship because it felt like for the first time in like a long time, I finally had a choice of choosing something and doing something for my own. So like when yeah. I knew that I wanted this person and I could choose them for myself and be with them, I kind of felt like it was meant to be because I had I like it's my thing and it's my own. And it's mine. It's yeah. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. It's yeah. like your first decision that like you are making for yourself. Exactly. Because yeah, yeah. everything yeah. else is planned out for you. It's like you're going to you're going to study. You're going to go to college, and then you know X is going to happen. But like you decided in that moment to make I feel it. Like yeah, that was like the like the the moment that I like holy shit! I really like this person. I want to be with them, and I'm like, I don't know. It just felt like mind blowing to me. <laughs> Like holy shit, I can make a decision for myself. Oh my god! Decision. Yeah, yeah. See, for me, it's 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 really different because like for me, my first relationship, like I started dating in middle school, like earlier than all of you guys. Like, like for me, it was really hard because I'm the only person that dated at a really young age because like you guys were never allowed to. And like for me, like even then, like I don't even know if I consider like my relationship in the early stages like even a relationship because like. It took me like two years to actually like go up and talk to her, and like, like we it was always just through texting. Like, like that's why I say it's like it's really weird. Like, so like for me, it's really hard because like I still had a lot of communication issues. Like, like I feel like for me at least, like communication and family has like it's really affected the way that I communicate in like relationships. So like, they, like that's something that I like I've never noticed until like after like. I struggle to communicate how I'm feeling and like I usually don't want to talk about whatever's going on. I'd rather just internalize that and just keep it to myself and deal with it on my own. I feel like, like oh sorry, <laughs> do you, do you, no, okay. you, you can go, you can go. I was just gonna go off that a little bit. Like, 
at the beginning of my relationship, I really didn't know how to talk through an argument. So most of the time, it's just us yelling at each other, and I'm just like, like most of the time, I'm just crying because I didn't know how to like deal with someone yelling at me because that's how I kind of dealt with that in the past. So yeah. it's us just yelling at each other, and I'm just like crying. It's like you're not listening to me. You're not listening to me, and all that stuff. But then, like throughout your relationship, you kind of re- realized how to talk and listen to each other. And I feel like, yeah, that's that's all I had to go off of. Oh, so con- continue what you were saying. <laughs> I feel like you have something else to say, but that's what well, I had to say that before I forget because I keep forgetting to say things because it keeps running through my mind. <laughs> I was just gonna losing, say, like, losing my train of thought. Yeah, like I was just gonna say, like I feel like I went to, through two like two different stages of communication in my relationship, mm-hmm. whereas like. Like I said, we didn't ever really talk, like, in person. But, like, once we got through that, like, comfort stage, like, even then it was still really hard because, like, like we never stopped, like, hanging out. In per- like, we never started hanging out in person until, like, sophomore year of high school. But, like, so, like, even then after that, another, like, stage of the relationship was, like, learning how to, like, I don't know, like, considering someone else's feeling is also, like... I, I don't know. I feel like I've learned a lot through my first relationship. Oh my it's gosh. Really, it's really hard to like communicate for me. I don't know. You just made me realize because I really struggled on like considering other people's feelings yeah. in a relationship because I'm always like it's all about me because it's kind of like. Because you, you've never had know, the spotlight on you. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to make like, it seem, like our parents seem like a bad person but like it was always like them or nothing type of thing. Yeah. But like I realized they just wanted the best for us but like yeah. So that's how I kind that's of felt cool. like in in like my own relationship, like I had to control everything. It's like it has to be my way or no way. <laughs> I don't know about I, it's not controlling. To, like I wasn't trying to control them, in my opinion. But... Yeah, but like it was hard for me to realize that in my relationship because, like, it's relationship is a two way thing, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I find kind of interesting about what you said. First of all. It's absolutely not a relationship when you're like <laughs> in middle school. Oh, it's just no, not. Yeah, it's not really. <laughs> What's interesting though is that when, at least from my experience, people in like fifth or sixth grade would be on recess and like hold hands and be like, "Yeah, we're dating now." Yeah. <laughs> like it didn't mean anything. But uh, it's just interesting to kind of see how that would go down. And then you talked about how you would like text for you texted for two years or whatever. Yeah. So, well, so I, I just wanted to like like. Well, it wasn't really two years, but like we started dating at the end of eighth grade, so it wasn't really like, yeah. Like our, but your, our relationship our never relationship. was serious until like end of like or like midway through sophomore year of high school. Yeah, it's like you were exclusive, but you weren't really. I don't know. You weren't like. Oh, like f- no, I physically know exclusive. Yes. You just you were just texting, like you were exclusively texting each other. You were exclusively yes. interested in each other. People, so it's kind of like. People, yeah, people knew about you guys. People, so people knew, and they would always just be like, "Oh, why aren't you like talking to her? Like, if you guys are dating, like, why are you guys even dating? <laughs> like, if you aren't gonna like, yeah. like, talk to each other in person, like, hold hands, hugs, or anything, like, yeah, yeah." Do you, th- do you think that's just because of like your love language, or do you think that's just because you were just young and you didn't know how to do stuff? I was just young like like i said like i've learned a lot through my first relationship like a lot of things that like like i don't know like i don't know about you guys but like i said i don't know how it's affected you guys it's just i don't know it feels really different now from like, like i'm i feel like i'm completely different like 
He's a different man. Ladies, come for him. (laughs) Part of it is like the sheltering, though, because when I was in middle school, some of the people were doing unspeakable acts that we will not go over. Like, you're over here talking about like, oh, yeah, we were texting. Like, that was the extent of it. (laughs) Yeah. um, Which is not a bad thing at all. It's just um, I'm seeing it more as like a modern kind of relationship, because when I was that age it was 2006 2007 luck, luck. so yeah you could do the math on how old i am but getting a cell yeah, phone was like old. yeah he's old getting a <laughs> cell phone was like tough like it wasn't a common thing that kids just had cell phones so if you wanted to have that oh we're dating kind of exclusivity you had to actually Ooh. you had to actually do it no i get what, I get what he's saying because like because like even when i asked her out like it was just through text and like I don't, yeah. The way that I think about it now, it's super random because, like, we have never spoken before, and I just had her added on Facebook, and like, <laughs> the, like I, I literally the first thing I ever message her is like, oh, like, like, not shorty bad. What's the what's the here? Come on. Less, less, it was yeah, literally just serious. like, oh, like, do you do you want to do you want to start dating? Like. Like and and that was it. Like it was so random. Like, I think I, I love that. No, I love that about like growing up because people literally say you want to date. They just have no idea what that means. They just say, "Oh, we're dating now." It's hilarious. Yeah. That's like, your first message. You're just like, "Want to date?" Yes, that was my first ever message to her. No. Exactly. Like, 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 like you just think about the things that you've done in your past, and you're like, "You would never do that now." Like, the riz. No, but like, what a player. man, we're straight to the point. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, Alan predicted the future, though, because now we have like Tinder. It's like, you want to fuck? It's just the same thing. <laughs> wow, you could have been a millionaire. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I brought up Tinder. What do you guys think about dating apps? No. <laughs> You don't we like them? We talked about this last podcast. We, we started you? to talk about we it. Talked we talked about, about friendships and dating apps. We talked about a little actually. more, I guess. I feel I like mean, if you actually want to find a serious relationship in a dating app, you have to start off by... I mean, you can still find people. You just have you to start off by telling yeah. them that I want a serious relationship and that's the only reason I'm on here. So if you're not on here for that, you're wasting my time and just fuck off. I feel like that doesn't work though because it's like you can put that in your bio, but like some people are then literally so- just there to like, like. Yeah, some people just play games with you, then you know. Yeah, well, there's down. there's some apps that are designed. I mean, not designed, but they're known for that. Like Tinder is better. known for a Tinder's hookup for app. That. True. Yeah. And I don't know what Bumble is. You know, you know Bumble, what I mean though. They all have Bumble like a category. Is known the, the serious dating. The okay, serious well there you go. There's Hinge. I haven't really used Hinge though. Hinge also seems like a hookup app. Does from like it? what I've heard, I don't know. I have I, never used them. <laughs> I had Hinge for like a week, and it's like, yeah. it's hookup. It's not really hookup. It's I don't know. I like I don't want to sound like that guy, but like it's it's very like niche people on there. Like, <laughs> yo, what do you mean by that? <laughs> no, that's not no. What's no. happening here? What's going on here? <laughs> niche people i genuinely don't know so if you could explain that'd be great i just feel like in in my opinion it just seems like they lack social skills 
Wow. Okay. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how to explain That's it. Some like, niche people there. Well, it's know. probably like Tinder then. It's just like. It's though you want to fuck, yes, no, kind I mean, of. I, guess, yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of like all dating apps, though. Like, it's just dry. It's dry content. You you don't get anything. Like, let's be real. Like, people that are on dating apps are literally only looking at pictures. They're never reading your bio. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. Pictures first, bio maybe. Yes. Message. It's, it's, yeah. It's always pictures first. Like, there's literally. Like... Yeah, yeah, of course. It's always pictures first. In life too. I mean. You need to have you need to have some sort of reason to be connecting with this person if you're gonna interact with them outside of just like looks. You think it's always physical first and then personality? Absolutely. You look with your eyes Absolutely. and then Yeah. I mean there's certain scenarios where that's not the case. Like maybe you work with the person and yes, they will have looked at you first, but they still have to interact with you because they're your coworker. But I'm saying solely like in the wild of, you know, normal day to day, it's going to be physical attraction first before anything else. How else? How else would they know any other way to be attracted to you? <laughs> Your smell, maybe. I guess if you walked by them, but then they turn around and they're like, "God damn!" I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Don't judge a book. Go ahead. Like it. Like I was about to get into it, like from like our last podcast. I know we haven't released but it yet. You're but about like, to get into it. Getting like, into it. But like being an Asian male on any dating app around here, especially, just feels terrible. Like, like I'm on them. I've been on them for like about a year and a half, maybe. And like, I don't think I've gotten a single real match on any app. Like all of them are just like bots. Or, like, or people just don't want to talk to me. Like, <laughs> like no, no. Like, I, yeah, I like I just I haven't matched with anyone that's real. It doesn't seem like at least around here, at least. Well, I mean, even like when we were in New York and like New like, York, New York, we were in New York for like a week, and I was on Tinder swiping, <laughs> and I was like, nah, none of these that's people, not. none of these people want to talk to me, whatever. And then even in Atlanta, I was like, all right. It was even worse in Atlanta. It was literally oh. worse in Atlanta. There was, the, let me tell you, there's so many, there's so many bots in Atlanta. So many. Well, you run into other issues like cultural too, not just like Asian to American, but like literally cities. Like we come from a, a very small state. So going to places like New York, a lot of people can be superficial. So I'll, anyone that would be using Tinder is just not something that you'd be interested in like you said like that maybe they'll talk to you but you're like this is whack what the hell is this like i don't want to talk to you <laughs> it's just it's it's not something that you're used to or want to engage in it's very dry i think that's the only way i can describe it it's always like like it's also like statistically proven that like asian males have like terrible stats in on dating apps so well, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you're you're taught to look for like marriable qualities, and you, in you have. What are you trying to say about like, Asian people here? No, 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 I'm I'm not saying. I'm saying the the culture of the apps. Like, take Tinder for example. I have a friend that would always say like, "You will only pull girls on Tinder if you first of all you have to have like a cringe one liner to get their attention. So you gotta like make them laugh. So like you're already you're already like selling your pride to like." get their attention to start 
and then they have to think you're attractive number two and then you have to be able to like engage them like it's on you the onus is on you as the male so i'm not surprised that you know i i think the asian thing definitely enhances that let's hear everyone's asian people now, though. best one-liner that's Wait, i don't have one-liners i have a one-liner either <laughs> You don't have one? Dang. It's like, you, got, you can't pull no girls. It's so, cor- it's so corny, though. Like, if you have game, you'll just naturally talk to them. It doesn't, you don't, you shouldn't have to, like, drop a one-liner. No, and why would any girl find that impressive? Like, I don't understand. I'm If you can impress me with one line, I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Judy said one-liner, and all I could think about was, like, my first kiss. And I was like, damn. Like that shit is so good. <laughs> like, you gotta put that out there. I'm not gonna one-liner, bro. I'm not gonna say what I said or and how it happened. That's the greatest. It's... That's the greatest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. Not yeah. gonna... that's... <laughs> no, but like, that's... Okay, but the thing is, that's two kids being kids. Like they were what in middle school, high school? Oh, like we they were, were sophomores. That's that's what okay. every... that's how everything started happening. You were like you were like 15 years old. We're talking about grown ass 25 year old men that have that to do that same shit now like that's crazy that's, that's true, crazy to me. That's yeah it's true. it's stupid like why is that the case that's a good point Don't... that you bring up like like if i think about that and like if that's something i did like right now at this age i would literally just die i'd rather die <laughs> than do that <laughs> but like, people do that and people re- are receptive to that too which is crazy that's the crazy thing people people fall for that like, they want that even they want I, that they i told you guys i literally it took me no. 10 minutes to tell you guys that. That's how bad I it literally, was. I literally On a drive down to Maryland. <laughs> that was so fucking great, bro. That's like the best thing I ever heard in my entire life. I'm not going to lie. I literally <laughs> almost pissed my pants. 10K likes. 10K likes. Blow it up and we'll give the story. 10K uh, likes. Blow it up right, right now by giving us the story. <laughs> Our delusional car ride to Maryland, Alan told me that. I was like, holy just imagine literally no sleep through the whole night just randomly. and then you hear that and then you hear that it's over it's over austin woke up from his sleep and heard it he's like, excuse me the he's like, what the here? fuck did i just hear that's right that's right haunting me in my dreams <laughs> oh it's so bad it took me so long to remember i'm like oh what was it again and then it just hit me does andrew know you got that W Riz. Yeah, I know. Andrew I think I told you. Andrew. I, I know. I told you and Andrew at the same time. Yeah. I was like, I was like, tell Andrew, yeah. tell Andrew. <laughs> yeah, nothing stopping that. Oh, that was the greatest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, Moving on one. from that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. I was definitely impressed. <laughs> I was. I'd w Riz, W Riz. Austin, tell me you wouldn't be impressed if Alan pulled that on you right now. What? Oh, if I pulled that on <laughs> him? Hold on. Yeah, you wouldn't be impressed, Austin, if he just came up to you? I'd probably say, get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Ayo. Ayo. Uh, people are just gonna listen to this and be like this makes no sense but like if i ever share this story people will know It'll and they'll understand it. why they're dying laughing no then they'll understand how much riz you have and you'll get all the ladies that's pretty great that's pretty great anyways like i said moving, moving on from this curse no how how would you guys define love Love is a hard thing to define. Right, but like such but a like, hard word. 
But like, say, say you've someone's never been in love before and they've never had a relationship. How would you explain that to them? Like, this is a how too, would you, this question's too hard. Love makes you feel <laughs> to your more best ability. How, how would you explain it? I think it depends on where you're at in life. Root. Because when you're young, and especially if it's your first time, you'd probably use words like love is everything. Love is all I think about. But then when, as you get older and you get responsibility or you've had multiple heartbreaks, whatever, as you gain experience and wisdom, I start to think of love as more words like compromise, teamwork, you know, those kinds of words where love is more about finding a partner, someone to like take on life together. Deep facts, nothing else to say. Perfect. Just end it right there. <laughs> All right, that's the that, podcast. But, that's, but like, that's the thing. Like, they're they're Cindy and Austin are at, like the the ultimate status of being married. Like, oh, like, ultimate you, status. Ultimate. Oh. Top tier, S tier, S plus. You and Andrew are both in different different states of your relationship. So, like, how would you define it? Like, like just for context, Andrew's relationship is some somewhat new. It's it's. It's getting pretty old now, right? Like, no, it's been less than a year. <laughs> I wonder you. It's, it's only half a year. Andrew's, okay, Andrew's relationship's bad. unique, though. I wouldn't say that it's a, it's a new because it's That's like true. a childhood friend. You guys were neighbors for so many years. Yeah, you were. You know each other way more than just <laughs> hey. a six month relationship. You know. Yeah, it's pretty well, far would, developed. Would you, would you say that? Would you say that you're in love? Oh, <gasps> of course. But, Oh, it did love. Of course, they could have been in love before they even decided to date. Like you don't. How would you define it though, and from your perspective, Andrew? At your point of the relationship right now. Yeah, like what is it to you? What does it bring to your life? Is he there? You want me to go first, Andrew? It's a hard question. Yeah. I feel like since he hasn't oh he has, but like it's only he's only been in it for a like Just actually define the relationship. My relationships are weird. I would say my relationships are weird. Anyways, I'll go I'll go first. <laughs> so how would I define um love in my current stage of life i would say right now it's just someone to be comfortable with and like just let everything out and just be myself i guess and then i, I can't we're kind of like transitioning to like sydney's and austin's point in like a relationship kind of like settling down and like finding a lifelong partner to just like go through life with i guess i feel there was i think i don't know where i heard this from but i think it's from a podcast it's like, it was from, I think it's under the, under the influence podcast. It's like when you're choosing a partner, you're choosing someone that you can just spend the rest of your life with, you know? Like, you'll spend the rest of your life with them. I don't know how else to explain it. You, um, you are also unapolo- unapologetically yourself at the same time. Yeah. Like, you are through and through just yourself when you're with them. It's not like an act. It's not a persona. You're not changing who you are to be with them. And that's just... It's the acceptance of that, which makes it stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alan, how would you define love? Your point in your, your relationship turn. with yeah, your. <laughs> well, like I said, I'm single, so like it's my love right now is just 
to you guys and learning to love myself mostly but like that's it's a long road ahead of myself but like but like if you had to go find love right now what would you try to find in like a loving relationship he's finding that with himself right now yeah like it's with himself yeah you need to know who you are as yourself before you get into another relationship in my opinion like i feel like i lost a lot of who i was in my previous relationship but like i'm slowly learning to like to like know that i like who are you that's i don't know do you need to, do you need like, to introduce yourself <laughs> no i don't know if i want to put that out publicly but like make yourself into existence well you spent so much time in a relationship from such a young age you didn't have time to do that self-learning yeah st- so, those, those stages it makes sense can i ask you what you've learned a little bit about yourself now that you kind of Art in a relationship, I guess. Like what I've learned, like being single. Yeah, about yourself. That's different than the past you. I mean, there's not a lot that's different. It's mostly just a mentality shift of like, it's okay to be yourself. Like, you shouldn't have to change who you are to like try to like fit into someone else's life when you clearly don't fit into their life. Like at that time, so like. I don't. I. I don't know. Like. Like I said, I'm really bad at. That makes sense. It. That's a tough lesson to learn as a kid, as as a young person, especially when your heart is the most vulnerable. When you first love, it's a. It's hard. It's a heartbreak. When when it when it's gone, you are so blinded by it that when it yeah. ends, it's like catastrophic. It's like it's like I said. It's been almost two years now, and it like still affects me. So. Yeah, like, of course. So I'm still learning to get over it. Still learning to be myself and finding what I what it is I want to do. So I would say the biggest thing I've learned is like just loving myself. Oh, like, love yourself. Like I said, it's really hard, but I think I've gotten a lot better at communicating. We're getting there. I've gotten a lot better at communicating my feelings, in my opinion, because like before, like I wouldn't even talk to you guys about anything. So. Yeah, like I said, there's nothing like publicly that I want to put out there. So it's like, I have another question. You don't, you don't have to answer this if you do. Well, it's not really a <laughs> bad question, but like, um, is it bad to change yourself in relationship? No, depends. I I don't depends. I don't think it is, but it depends on what you're changing for. Like if if you're changing for yourself or for them. Like, is it natural? Like, what's the context? I don't know. Changing, yeah. As a person, I mean, if, it's, if it's natural, everyone changes. Like every five years, I feel like a completely different person. So, yeah. it's he yeah. sheds his skin like a like a chameleon, like a snake. Yeah, kind a of. Snake. I mean, there's very toxic things too. <laughs> like there's like ultimatums and and yeah, they like. You, requesting that a person change to fit your needs that's such a toxic thing in relationships yeah. that goes overlooked like way too often people say i mean it's a classic it's a classic uh stereotype from i don't know the couple generations back where it's like <laughs> i hate my wife like it's this like stupid <laughs> thing that's existed for years it's like ah the wife won't let me have fun i'm just miserable all the time it's why why is that a thing and why why was it ever a thing i don't know it's it's weird any any other questions about this topic
Juliet, did you did you have something else to ask? No, all uh, thoughts are gone from my brain. Cindy, Andrew, notes. Andrew, anything to ask? How long are we in right now? You know. We're almost an hour in, but we still have. C- wait, hours. Cindy's Cindy's definition. Um, and then oh, we can yeah. Go. oh yeah, let's hear your definition. We heard. I never heard Andrew's either. Well, he's stalling. Well, last I guess. Me and Austin are the same. Oh, they're the oh, same okay. person. That's why you put it in your own words. Yeah, put, put it in your own words, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> you heard our vows. You don't want to hear. <laughs> I want to hear it. I didn't get to hear anything. They didn't get to hear it, though. Yeah, tell us how okay, you Okay, Cindy. Yeah. Life. So, kidney stones. <laughs> no, 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 Wait, no. what? Our vows were hella sus, man. It was crazy. <laughs> I think, like, Austin said, it's just, like, being yourself and just not being afraid to be yourself. And it's just, like, the little things when you go out and you're on your own, it just makes you, like, think of them. And then, like... I don't know, like, when you're together, you don't really, like, for us, we're just so comfortable, we're, like, next, obviously, like, look, we're, like, next to each other right now, and we're just comfortable, but then, like, when we are apart, it just makes you realize, like, ah, I really do enjoy, like, even if we're just sitting right next to each other, like, this, like, gaming and stuff, you still enjoy the company, even though you're not, like, doing anything, you know, and, like, <laughs> you just cut out hello you, you cut out yeah you gotta lean in when you're talking lean into your mikey i said that's kind of just like how, what i think of love is like you're just comfortable being yourself you don't mind like some people are like oh like you're just sitting next to each other not doing anything not saying anything isn't that weird like no you're just kind of just comfortable just doing that's your quality own thing time right there <laughs> You're like doing it. I think it's like healthy to just like kind of do your own thing, but also like you're kind of doing it, like together. doing your own thing together, you know? So. It's a form of a love language, just being in the same room, but not directly quality engaging. Time. Like time. You can always like, you can always just like reach back and just like touch each other. Yeah. Yeah. Pet her head or something. I also want to add to the a little bit. Me too. Can't reach. <laughs> my arm doesn't bend that way. Right, I'm just gonna, you want me to go first? I'll go first. So like, well, oh, oh I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> so like for me, like in my previous relationship, it was kind of hard because it's like, like, like you guys said, like you're looking for someone to like, let like, you just want to be in the same room, but you don't have to be doing the same thing. Whereas like, like yeah. the past relationship is really hard for me to do that because like I would be wanted wanting to do like what I wanted to do. But like because like I feel like this is bad to put out there, but like I don't I don't know if she'll ever listen to this, but like if you do, I'm sorry. But like like <laughs> like it's just like I feel like I had my own interests and like she kinda didn't have her own interests. Like it was really hard because like in a for in a sense, like I felt like it was my responsibility to be like, This is what we're gonna do today and like like but but I guess in a sense like she also wanted me to do stuff with her, but like I was like, nah, I w- this is what I want to do. Like, but like, like you guys said, like that's also like a part of like being unapologetically. Un- Holy shit! I can't say it. Unapologetically, yeah. it broke yeah. me too. <laughs> broken, too broken. Yeah, that word, that word, uh, yourself. But uh, yeah. So that's that's all I had to say about it. 
I totally get what you're saying. My previous relationship was like that, where it was, it's like, I'm bored and I'm unhappy that I'm bored. And I'm like, well, what do you want to do? And the answer would be, I don't know. And it was suddenly my responsibility to be the arbiter of fun. Like I had to suddenly make her happy. So it became a lot of pressure on our relationship that suddenly I was the one responsible for her happiness. And half the time it's like, it was it was too frequent for me that this would happen. You know, once in a while, it's fine. Sometimes your partner's in a bad mood. You just got to pull them out, which is totally fine. That's part of, you know, being partners or whatever. But it gets sometimes it gets to the point where, at least with this person, it was, I mean, we're talking like 85, 90% of the day. It's just like, make me happy, it felt like. And so I, I felt like I was juggling two different happinesses and it wore me down and I started to get bitter and I would get upset whenever she would act like that and then it was just downhill from there I think at some point in your relationship you have to sacrifice a little bit of like what you don't like to make your partner happy but like you said it it shouldn't happen like 90% of the time you have to like just completely become the other person you know type of thing but like you have to like at least like try to like not like humor but like like just try like whatever your partner likes out like once or twice i guess is what i tick yeah tickle is an interesting way of saying it but yeah i guess it's yeah like four things there's like things you like to do together one person likes them the other doesn't and then the same thing but for the other person and then you both don't like doing it and there's definitely like a, a middle ground where all of those I mean, except for this one, right? you're both, you both enjoy it. So there's no middle ground, but I'm saying like for certain things, for example, Cindy loves anime. I haven't always been into anime, but we started watching it together and now I actually enjoy it. So it took her, it took a while before she like pulled me into that kind of hobby. And then at the same time we have hobbies. I mean, it's not a hobby, but doing things like laundry, like we both hate laundry, but as long as we're doing it together, we're like suffering together. It makes it a little bit easier to do it. Because at least I feel like she's put, I know she's putting effort into something that she doesn't want to do. And I think the the feeling is in reverse for me as well. Like she, she knows that I hate doing it too, but we're doing it together. So it's, we're, we're compromising. I was going to say, that in way. essence, we're all just compromising. Yeah. Compromise. That's really what it comes down to. Compromise is huge. Mm-hmm. But like Judy said, it's like, you can't, you can't change completely who you are it's it's little things here and there i didn't get to go after you alan i came back to me go ahead i I was gonna move the topic but just a tidbit i think just i was going off what cindy said like i think like the for the first time i was shopping the like the other day by myself like literally just by myself (laughs) why are you laughing at me because i remember because me and cindy came (laughs) home and then you're like i I bought everything Oh, not that time. Not that time. That was that was different. That was a different type of shopping. This is like I want to shop for myself, like fun shopping, leisurely shopping, leisurely shopping. Not I'm so stressed after shopping for everything by myself. Okay, okay. Talking about Thanksgiving shopping, I was like, (laughs) that was was pretty bad. Anyways, um. Yeah, so I was leisurely shopping by myself one day, and I was like, I found something. I'm like, 
oh my gosh, Justin would like this. And it was like the first time, like, damn, I have to buy this for him because I love him so much type of thing. I think it's just like so wholesome when you kind of like realize that type of thing, you know, like just like memory, remembering them at like small moments every day. Ask Cindy about that. She buys me shit all the time. <laughs> she loves buying stuff. Uh, that's kind of like maybe like shopping problem though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, all of Austin's wardrobe is basically I bought for him. So. <laughs> At this right. point, yeah. Andrew, what's your definition of love? If you have one. If you don't, that's fine. You'll grow to find one. Oh, um, yeah, was condescending. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was not um, condescending. I was saying, like, if you can't, like, put it to words, it's okay. Definitely, like, being um, unapologetically yourself. Um, oh, He's so good. <laughs> He's so good at English. Uh, He's so good at English. Definitely, definitely that. Um, being comfortable, like, just existing with each other, obviously. All, like, all basic signs of, like, love. Like, and when you, as you, in context, as you grow older, love changes, of course. You have heartbreaks and whatever. You go through different relationships and learn things about yourself and about, like, people. Um, so to me, love is, like, an action. Um, you don't get love by not doing anything. You don't get love by just not trying. Well, sometimes when you're like quality time, of course, when you're just like there existing with each other. Um, I don't know. It's hard to articulate for me. Love has always been like a difficult concept for me to grasp. Um, I feel like, do you feel like I feel like both your relationships have been kind of long distance. Now, well, now Emma's back. It's here, it's so. been tough. So, like the first two, re- like the relationship that I'm in, relationship that I'm in currently, we did we dated for three months, and then she went away for three more months, which is fine. It's like I've dealt with it before because I was my previous relationship. I was in for three months, and then she went away for like a year and a half. And we called it. Yeah. And so it's been weird for me because, like, you know, you have a spark and then it cuts off, you know? But, like, that spark never fades. It's just like you have to rekindle it. Again, it's an action. So you have to, like, it's hard in long distance because, like, you don't get to see them every day. You talk to them every day, but it's, like, not the same, obviously. But, like, I guess for me, love is, like, speaking being with them you know um i heard this really interesting thing in a podcast like speaking to somebody else and like just letting yourself be heard and like knowing that the other person like again this all connects back to like relationships um developing them and like being relatable to other people like being yourself in that moment and just like talking to the other person it's just like in terms that you, you yourself as a person you're being yourself you're just being loved and uh, i don't know it's like i'm getting flustered like my cheeks are turning red like i don't know I'm, like, I'm, like it doesn't like for me love like I'm a very like wholesome person, I would say. Like it doesn't take much for me to like smile and like 
um, you know, lie. And so love for me is like a lot. Um, love to me is just happiness, of course, and the, everything in between. Love is also just like encompasses all emotions. I don't know. This is all generalizing love, but like, <laughs> I, I feel like you say love encompassing all emotions is kind of like a good thing because like when you're in love you're not just in love you go through everything in life together yeah love is very hard to define like i love emma right (laughs) i love emma but like at a point like okay do you guys ever feel like you say love like a lot like everybody goes through this phase i i swear like you say it like a lot yes and then you're like, okay, but like, then you start to think, okay, but like, does what? Does it mean anything? Oh my gosh. No, not, <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Like, I don't know. There's different ways to say love, basically. There's two, there's a lot of different ways to say love, and not one definition of love fits everybody, I think is what I'm trying to get across. Um, I think yeah. Cindy wants to go. Ahead, oh, Cindy. Okay, you might have okay, to... when you're when you're done. Yeah. I think overall what you were saying was really understandable. It's, it's could like especially like where you are with in your relationship. Like I I feel like a lot of it makes sense, like what you're saying, so a lot. There's a lot. But you it all makes sense. So a lot that I'm willing to compromise for. Go ahead, Cindy. Andrew was just saying like it's really hard to define love. Mm-hmm. And it's just like true, but there's also like different ways of like showing love. So like he kind of went through the phase. Like, he said, "Oh, you know how you go through the phase of saying just like, oh, I love you a lot." But then, then like yeah. after that, it's kind of like you can show love in like different ways. So kind of how we were talking about earlier, how like you you were leisurely shopping and you thought of Justin, yeah. like you're showing Justin a little bit of love by buying him that like one thing. It's like, oh, I thought of you, and this is. You know, I thought I thought about you. I still thinking about you. This is, I thought I'm gonna buy this for you. Just this, like that's like materialistic love, you know. And then there's like things you do just because. So, like Austin said, Austin and I do laundry together, even though we don't like to do it. Kind of work together through that. It's like that's like kind of love. But and then sometimes you know, Austin will make me food. That's like him, like showing love yeah. as well i love but... food <laughs> you, know, you know when you really made it in a relationship is when you think of the other person as like an extension of yourself so it's yeah. kind of when people say oh she's my uh, she's my other ha- other half or whatever so there'll be times where i'm just like you must be hungry because i am hungry therefore <laughs> i'm going to make you food oh, or i'm gonna yeah. make us food sort of thing so you buying something for justin in the store it's almost yeah. like you went through the checks in your head, like, do I like this? Yes. Would Justin like this? Does he need yeah. this? Okay, I'm going to buy this for him. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Like, you would buy something for yourself if you thought you needed it or wanted it or whatever. Yeah. Same kind of deal with him. Yeah, I feel like, like Cindy said, I think that's why I don't like really calling Justin my boyfriend. I call like, either calling him, like, like, my significant other or, like, my partner in life because, like, he's not just my boyfriend he's like my other half like austin said yeah 
content, so much wholesome content this podcast, guys. So wholesome, I'm quaking, guys. <laughs> it can be toxic, you know. You want to talk about toxic relationships? I want to kind of talk about love languages now since we've talked about like a little like, bit about it already. Yeah, we, we've already started talking about it a little bit where I was like quality time and like I would say like you like feeding Cindy is like acts of service almost like you cook like yeah. you and Cindy like you do laundry together and stuff like acts of service. Like what, what do you guys think you're like your highest top three. your top three love language of like giving and receiving? Who, I don't know. Really I, I have two. You, I don't you, have three. You, you I have the you, most, the most godly love languages of all time is feeding, <laughs> feeding and being fed, or laughing or just laughing. Quality time. Quality time. Food. I agree with Austin. Feeding yeah. people. <laughs> if you could feed a woman and make her laugh, you can get any woman on this planet. I I guarantee it. <laughs> You hear that, Alan? Anyone. <laughs> like, I would say, like, I like how Austin's going off it. Like, not going off, like, the typical love languages, which is, like, physical touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, gift-giving, and quality time. What are some, like, other love languages besides that? Does anyone have any besides Austin? Besides, I mean, they kind of, like, rank underneath those, but, like, it's kind of more specific than that. You know? Yeah, they start to get super specific. I mean, the only yeah. other ones I could think of is like, I don't know, fixing their hair if it looks off or something. You just small, so small, rude. tiny, tiny things like so, that. Hey, let me get that out of your face. <laughs> Not even in that way. It's just, okay, you know, you're, you're trying to look nice for work and it's like, let me grab the lint roller real quick kind of thing. You know, it's ooh, not. Ooh, ooh, yeah. You're not trying to get saucy with it. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you got to look good, you know. You got to have the lint roller. <laughs> hey, with that lint roller, let me get you. <laughs> Oh, when the when 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 you're when I have, I have flustered, I don't even know, man. Hey, yeah, flustered about that lint roller. <laughs> I don't even know. That's been good. I mean, seriously though, if if a partner, if your partner did not give a shit about that, you would question if they if they cared. <laughs> you go suddenly, you're at your work event. You oh, look down. It's just it's like, like cat hair. You're okay. Like, Why did they save me? When me and Justin lived together for a semester, we used to take the bus together, and like it's early in the morning, and then I don't know if it's kind of gross or not, but like every time in the morning, he kind of just looks at me, and we're just standing at the bus stop or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, you have like toothpaste paste on your lip," and then he kind of like he goes like licks his thumb and then like kind of cleans it off for me, like that kind of stuff. That's that's like yeah, they they love you enough; they want to make sure you're presentable. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. We're giving you like your best self out there into the world, you know. Because you happens. are an extension of them. It just goes back to that. It happens every day, guys. That happened every day. <laughs> just me, just. Yeah. Anyways. Just doing what? Do that again. <laughs> hey, you. Just brush my teeth, man. You know. Okay. Nice. Does anyone else have anything else to say about love languages? Andrew, anything? You haven't really said anything about this topic. Is there like a moment where you're like, oh, did you just realize like, damn, that's love type of moment? Oh, uh, for me and Emma, it's probably just like going on drives and just like listening to music and that's just love. talking. Yeah, we just go on about whatever, um, looking presentable like 
oh my god you look so good today and like <laughs> um even talking is one yeah. it sounds weird to say but some people get to a point where they just stop talking they they i don't maybe they feel like they know everything about each other yeah Tell them like, the story we, yeah we were in pho we were at pho getting pho one time and uh me and cindy we're just talking like the whole day, the whole lunch or whatever we're just talking it's like the beginning of like a... i mean it's not yeah. that we we usually talk when we go out now too but the there was a couple next to us probably in their 60s or 70s and the wife was just like you don't talk to me anymore she just said that to her husband like right <laughs> oh in front of us God. <laughs> oh, you're like look at and these then, kids talking you don't talk exactly exactly and then the guy's like i'm eating and then she's like <laughs> She's like, yeah, but you don't talk to me anymore. And then it was very uncomfortable. And then like a minute goes by and he's like, so how was your day? And then she starts like, <laughs> and then she starts talking about like what she did with her friends or whatever. I don't know. It was very, it was very artificial. It felt weird. You know, they, they lost that spark to even talk. Oh, I, I definitely know what you're talking about though. Like, yeah. You don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> you don't talk to me anymore. Oh. I don't know. Do you have any moments, Alan, even though you're not in a relationship, that you kind of realize, like, oh, fucking love, men? Uh, no, not really. Like, for me, like, I'm really uncomfortable with, like, eye contact. So, like, for me, like, when I was in a relationship, like, sometimes I would just, like, stare into their eyes. Like, like that sounds so typical, but, like, you just get lost in their eyes. Like, I don't know. For me, at least, like. Also, just, like, hold, just just holding someone like someone that's shorter than you. Like I, I don't know if you and Cindy have experienced this. Well, I guess. Well, Andrew has too. I was about to say, but I'm, I'm a taller than him. But like, yeah, what if he's gonna like, help? Okay, you? yeah, now, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I didn't mean it like that. I swear, I didn't mean it like that. But it's like it's like just just holding someone and like you like like you feel like you're protecting them almost. So like Emma's protecting Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just like just. I don't know because like I don't I like have it. What? I don't like it when like anyone in our family touches me because it's like just, just me. Gucci Gucci. Just don't touch me. Just don't touch me. Hey, Andrew gives you hugs. You like that? Sometimes. Only Andrew. Sometimes. I think I think I can summarize love languages. It can be any any action or any thing that's done that shows that you thought about the person, if, even if for a brief second. Because I'm in my head, I'm trying to think of what's the smallest thing that I could think of that I've done to show love, and it could be as small as I know that she likes to brush her teeth in the shower because I usually get out of the shower before her, and then we like kind of trade spots, and I'll like put toothpaste on her toothbrush and hand it to her in the shower sometimes without her even asking because I know she wants to brush her teeth in the shower because I'm out I'm outside brushing my teeth and she wants to do it at the same time so she's not like abandoned in the bathroom or whatever. <laughs> It's like I, what is the smallest thing that i could think of or even doing one thing in the morning like putting like putting our lunch together just to save her like two minutes in the morning or something just one action that shows you thought about them thoughts uh, I, I yeah understandable. yeah 
Anyways. I have another thing. Oh. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Like I was just gonna move on. You. No, no, Sorry. it's okay. Cause like I just, it, it, I, no one's talking, so I was like, okay, we yeah. can move on then. But it's nothing on topic, but like it's just another point in my relationship where I realize like, holy shit, I'm in love. Type of thing. It's like, I don't know. Just making us us talking about relationships make me think about this type of stuff. So like one time, me and Justin were shopping, and we were just like doing stupid shit like holding hands and like skipping <laughs> down the road or something like that and then some old lady was like oh my god you guys look so happy together oh what a beautiful couple and that and like in that moment i'm like damn we are we're the best <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay okay <laughs> we're like <laughs> we're just like damn we're, we're like we actually are happy like we can do all this stupid dumb shit together you know like in a relationship, you're just like you don't fucking care what other people are thinking when you're together. It's like that cheesy quote: it's "Like you're in love, everything around you, you know, or everything around you just stop." Yeah, all that cheesy stuff. So true. <laughs> you're like once you're like if you're not in a relationship and you're seeing other people do that, you're like, oh my god, that's so cringe. Like, what the heck are they doing? <laughs> oh, I think that's but, true because like I see I you guys know. do stuff and I'm like, damn, I wish I had that. You know, like didn't. Didn't some guy do that to us, Cindy? Like on the subway in a city or something? I swear like, I remember. Like a gas station's like, you're a beautiful couple. He's like, hey, yo, that's a beautiful couple right there. <laughs> that's all. Awesome. That's awesome. beautiful. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Having other people like kind of like confirm it is kind of sometimes feels nice too, I guess. Affirmation. Affirmation. A plus. Right. So good. Yeah, me and Emma share like art together. That's we share like yeah. art totally, That's totally art progress. love language. That's huge. Yeah. That's your that's love cool. language. Oh, like that's we said in the first cool. podcast, like he, he has his app or widget with Emma, where they just send each other like drawings like throughout the day. Well, it's just <laughs> one per day, right? I don't know how it works. Yeah, but like they put Pretty effort cool. into that, and like like they write cute little messages on it. Like was. What? What? You say what was that? What was that, Judy? I was burping. <laughs> that looked really bad. Hey you. Hey you. Watch that in post. Though. See you. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Share music. She used to do the thing where she like. Oh, oh sorry. Continue. You know how you're like, oh, I'm like, I'm all like, oh, I don't know, hold you because she's like talking. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, what she used to do this thing not, not so much anymore but she like you know how like when you tap the back of like somebody's knee so like the the place behind your knee me yeah. i do that to andrew sometimes like it like makes you sit down you know it makes you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> she does that but like i know that if she ever does that she'll always be there to catch me and so it's just nice to know that and like me where i just do it and watch andrew tumble <laughs> through the ground. yeah what the fuck dude <laughs> not like that yeah yeah anyways moving on from love languages <laughs> have any of you guys ever heard of attachment styles no nobody austin have you mm, no no all right no. So nobody so like I, I learned about attachment styles after my breakup. Like, I just went on, like, I don't know. Not, like, I was just trying to figure out what, like, I was just in a terrible mindset. I was like, oh, what's wrong with me and stuff like this. And I saw this thing on, 
uh, sounds cringe, but like I saw this thing on TikTok talking about like, oh, TikTok like, cringe. Like this, this is this is for you hey. because it's on your for you page, and this is how you feel. And I was like, hey yo, what the fuck is this? Like this is like accurate on how I'm feeling right now. Like they caught me. Uh, yeah, like TikTok caught me with the algorithm, dude. Like, but it was like it's talking about um attachment styles and like and like so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read the attachment styles here because i don't know them by heart but like i read i listened to the ebook about them i learned a little bit about them but i feel like it's still important for people to know about them because like like i said like i don't know i just feel like this would be useful to people so like there's avoidance types anxious the secure and confident people and the disorganized and fearful people so like for me in my previous relationship at least and who i still am like i'm still an anxious person and like somewhat avoidant because like like i said i don't like talking about my feelings and like i'm very anxious in the sense of like i'm very worried that like people are gonna leave me because like 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 i said just in my own head and stuff but like whereas like my ex was very very um very avoidant in the sense of like well i I don't know i don't know like i said i don't know how much i want to talk about it publicly but it's like yeah, like, I don't know if that makes sense, like, like, I don't know how else to define it other than, like, the names of, like, the actual attachment styles. I think you should describe each of our attachment styles, because you were, because oh, yeah. I think I talked, I talked to it kind of with you when you were kind of making the whatever, like, stuff. Yeah. So I, I think you're better at explaining it, so if you want to go around doing that for everyone, uh, okay, okay, I'll be good. So I'll, I'll start with Austin, because it's, like, pretty easy. So like I think Austin is very very secure and confident, but also a little bit anxious. I think Judy is. What did I say you were? I think you were disorganized. What? How does Austin feel about that though? Oh, does he agree? Do ta- oh yeah, we should talk about it first. It is. <laughs> I would ask, what does the anxious mean in regards to what? I don't know, how, like, much, <laughs> I don't know how much you want me to say like publicly. <laughs> is it is it anxiety? Towards... In, the, in, in the relationship not not yourself well it can also be yourself but like like i, I mean like i, I said, could it's, I, it's hard to explain it i don't know i could see different reasons to be anxious like about having kids and stuff so uh, yeah I, okay yeah i agree with the rating okay uh judy what did i say for you i think you i, I think i said you were disorganized fearful and a little bit anxious right you want to explain that <laughs> disorganized and fearful because like you don't really know what you want to do in the future and like fearful that like you think Justin's going to find someone that's better than you or whatever. <laughs> At least that's what you always say. <laughs> yeah, anxious, that's true. And that, and that kind of falls into the, the, the anxious section, like fearful and anxious are kind of the same. Yeah. You agree I don't know. That? I feel like I kind of agree with that, but I like in different forms, I guess I feel like I'm more anxious to like, since we're not together right now, I'm just anxious to like be together with him, type of thing, you know. Yeah, I, and like I, I that still falls into the category of anxious. So yeah, yeah, solid. I agree. Okay, okay. Solid, solid. Next, Cindy. Uh, <laughs> Cindy, I feel like she's avoidant and anxious. Oh. <laughs> which is like it's like it's, I don't think you should be like ashamed of any of these like. Like that's just who you are and like your attachment style. Like you just explain like, for so Cindy. Like, for Cindy, 
like like she said she's very avoidant because like sometimes she'll just sit there and just like take it and it's like that's a part of avoidant like you don't want to like it's almost like you don't want to like acknowledge it like that's the whole point of being like avoidant so like you're just sitting there like you said earlier like you just sit there and you just listen you don't really say anything um anxious i don't know actually i don't know where the anxious comes in really but like also the same part like a little bit of like like i don't know like you're scared that like you also are like sometimes i feel like sometimes you're scared that austin's gonna leave you and find someone better because like you said you don't really know what you want to do either so like yeah i don't know how do you feel about something yeah how do you feel about that i think it's just like anxious because we're both in this like Limbo. weird weird yeah point in our life we're like in the kind of in our mid-20s reaching our like 30 early 30s and there's just like pressure from like everyone around us to have like kids and like all this other stuff just how like um things are going on around us like in the world like housing so you have to decide between having a house or kids but we're married but we never had like a full like wedding or ceremony or anything so like i think more of the anxiousness for us at this point in our life is just figuring that stuff out together so that makes sense uh, wedding when wedding when <laughs> see so it's like all these questions like oh wedding so you're married so when are you gonna have the ceremony and when are you gonna have kids when are you gonna buy a house and like it's just like all this stuff right now in our life that's just so that makes that so much anxiety yeah uh, it's kind of hard for me. Uh, all right. <laughs> for for Andrews at least because I don't I, I haven't really seen him with like with Emma that much like as a couple, but like I feel like he's pretty secure and confident. And that's it. Nice uh, job. I, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think he really has another one that I've seen at least. He's mostly just secure and confident. What do you feel about that, Andrew? Maybe a little bit anxious due to like, like, uh, no, probably just anxious and disorganized and fearful. You think you're disorganized and fearful? Definitely. Mm, Okay. I don't know. Okay. Like I said, I didn't really have a good definition of like the attachment styles. Like, it's really hard for me to explain. I I just don't know how to explain it. Like I said, I I listened to the audiobook and I think like people should know about attachment styles because it's like, it's like there's some that are compatible and some like how to deal with like someone that's not the same attachment style as you. But like I said, I feel like I was very anxious and like my ex was very avoidant. So like learning how to deal with that would have been helpful. But that mm-hmm. also falls into like like er- way way back earlier in this podcast of like learning that from like an early relationship and like developing. So. Alrighty, I'm gonna wrap this up because I'm falling asleep. No offense, but I'm just tired and I still have to pack type of stuff. <laughs> Can I just break it, it into two parts if you want? Uh, yeah, still a little bit left that we have to talk about, but I feel like it's there's a lot. Still there's a lot, lot we can still cover on. Like you could actually time. just break it in half, yeah, if you wanted to. There's Not meaning to here. to shut this down or anything, but like, yeah, I will. Never mind. There is a lot. Okay, I thought. Yeah, there's still a lot. Yeah. You could just hard stop it in part two if you wanted. Hard stop. 
I think I think yeah. Since I know Andrew has finals still, so we'll just hard stop. Don't even have a final. <laughs> He's we'll, lying to us. I thought you had finals tomorrow. Yeah, I was speaking final. It's a... that's, that's still a final. So Ni hao. Okay. Ni hao ma. Han hao. All right. Well, we're just going to call it there and we're going to Oh, they mock some. Oh uh, yeah. my god. <laughs> on that note. Uh, on that note. Uh, <laughs> uh where was I? I I just lost my train of thought because Austin said that. <laughs> uh, we're ending the podcast right? we're ending it for now we'll be back for a part 2 on relationships and yeah thank you guys thank you uh, we'll probably have Austin back for the part 2 because I want to see his he was in part one. 1 maybe yeah, he'll want to sit next to me next time we'll move the setups farther apart so I can actually talk wow farther apart yeah, yeah. maybe We'll see. So, until the next <laughs> podcast, thank you guys for listening. Uh, anything thank else you. you guys want to say? Love you guys. Love you too. Right. He's so tired. <laughs> Love you.